Welcome to Technovation, a weekly conversation with people who are shaping the technology landscape. I'm Peter High, president of MetaStrategy, advisor to technology executives, Forbes columnist, book author, and your host. Each episode of Technovation features insights from top executives and thought leaders at the intersection of business, technology, and innovation. If you like what you hear, we'd be grateful if you give us a rating on iTunes or through whatever other source you use for podcasts. And please subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thank you. My guest today is Rajiv Ravindran. Rajiv is the Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer of Rider System, a transportation and logistics company with nearly $9 billion in revenue annually. The company's best known for its rental truck fleet. As CIO, Rajiv is responsible for all aspects of Rider's IT organization, including technology vision and strategy, operations and project management, infrastructure and software development, resource optimization, and systems development lifecycle. He's also a member of the company's executive leadership team. Prior to joining Rider System, Rajiv was the Group Vice President and Chief Information Officer at JM Family Enterprises. In this interview, we discuss an overview of Rider and Rajiv's purview as CIO of the company, the IT function's four strategic goals, and the company's approach to eliminating technical debt. We also discuss the COVID-19 pandemic, including how Rider was actually prepared for many aspects of it, how the company has created a sense of community throughout the pandemic, and lastly, we discuss Rajiv's take on a variety of rising trends, such as artificial intelligence modeling, robotics, and autonomous vehicles. Before we get to our interview, I wanted to introduce you to our sponsor, Zoho, and the company's president, Timothy Casby. Prior to taking on his current role, he was the chief information officer of a number of companies, including Reliance Industries, Sears, Intrexon, and the Warehouse Group. He's now at Zoho, a most unusual enterprise software company, and wanted to share some perspectives from it. Timothy, take it away. Companies have slogans like, talent is the multiplier. Nothing is more important than hiring people. The real competitive advantage our business has is our people. Yet, so many of the large companies I've worked at had great systems for product development, accounting, materials management. But when it came to people, they managed them on paper and Excel. See, Peter, the values you hang on the wall will stay on the wall if they're not enacted. Zoho People, our HCM platform, run some of the largest airlines and companies in health and hospitality industry, including running Zoho. It brings together everything you need, HCM, payroll, reporting, planning, to manage and grow your organization. Being cloud-first mobile-ready, it enables your employees to work from anywhere, enter expenses, ask for time off, and leaders can view and approve records live anytime, anywhere. At Zoho, we believe the talent is everything we have, and Zoho People helps us manage and grow it. Find out more at zoho.com slash people. Thanks, Timothy. And now on to the interview. Rajiv Ravindran, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Good morning, Peter. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Wonderful. Well, Rajiv, you are the, uh, let's begin with your role in your company. You are the Chief Information Officer of Rider System. I wonder if you could take a quick moment and describe Rider System's business as well as your purview as Chief Information Officer. Uh, absolutely, Peter. But uh, before, uh, before I, I, I give you a little bit about what my role is, uh, to put our conversation in context, I want to talk a little bit about Rider. Uh, Rider is an 87-year-old company which operates behind the scenes managing critical fleet transportation, and supply chain functions for over 50,000 customers, many of which make the products that consumers use every day. In this current pandemic, we are considered an essential service. Rider has about 40,000 employees and spans four countries, US, Canada, UK, and Mexico. Well, on the IT front, we have about 500 employees and 300 contractors. 
Our team leverages and maintains nine data centers and eight call centers across these countries. We also manage 1,200 remote locations. At Ryder, the role of the CIO is to deliver both traditional enterprise maintenance and support for critical operational and business systems, while also providing strategic thought leadership around transformation and innovation. And also, I, I report directly to a CEO, and having a seat at the leadership table, I'm able to influence how technology is viewed and leveraged throughout the business. While focus is shifting to digital transformation, business value, and speed of market, the role of the CIO has shifted over the last couple of years, in my opinion. It is critical to understand the business and our customers' needs to support future growth and ensure that we're prepared as an organization to quickly deliver, but also to disrupt. That's a great overview. Thank you, Rajiv. You mentioned in the course of that description that you're a strategic thought leader with technology, obviously, as your lens. Be interested in, in hearing a bit more about your current strategy and how you are influencing the rest of the executive team in terms of the use of digital technologies. Sure. Um, you know, like I said, it's 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 two. There's two forks on our road, right? There's the traditional uh, legacy because the writer is. 87 years old, so you can only imagine. And like most co companies that I talk to, I talk to a few CIOs, and they're, they're all faced with the same dilemma. Um, we currently have four goals which drive uh, investment and support and support long-term strategy of becoming an innovation partner, leading the way for successful business product improvements for our customers. So the four uh, goals that we have, and of course, there's many things under these goals, and I'll, I'll, I'll try and touch on a few. Uh, one is operational excellence. So in the last two years, a large focus of my role has been elimination of technical debt that has built up over many years. So being a strong building a strong technical foundation is critical to supporting future innovations. Changing the operating model has been critical in ensuring speed to market. We have spent the last two years driving this by implementing agile methodologies as well as creating a strong DevOps foundation. In addition to that, how do we know what we're doing well in the operations side. So measurement, you know, I tell my people, measure, 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 right? What's your baseline? So the first thing I did when I started here, I've been here two and a half years, just to give you a reference point. Um, the, we created a, a metric for the baseline, and then we measure everything that we do uh, using ServiceNow data, and using Data BI to pull data from ServiceNow and um, analytics. Also, we pull the customers, our business partners, to see how we're doing in different areas. So we try and do both the subjective and non-subjective measurement. Another um, area that we're focused on from a strategy is the business partnership. So the business partnership is key to every element of technology delivery, ensuring alignment, flexibility, and business understanding are critical to how we deliver our quality products to the customers quickly. The, another piece that I've, I've pushed the team on is that increased sense of urgency, business priorities and pain points, really understand what the business is feeling and partner with them. Improve communications and transparency with the business. Uh, also, you know, align IT roles with the business. What, what, what should a structure look like in order to match what the business is trying to do? And then partnership for business innovation on digital. And, and lastly, implement, you know, the application total cost of ownership. Usually when we do projects, most companies that I've been at, when we do projects, we don't, the business doesn't really understand how much does it cost to build an application and what's the ongoing cost you know, in the next five years? They only look at the project cost. So how do we change that? Uh, the third piece of our strategy is, the, is workforce strategy and development. So in addition to focusing on strong technical foundation, my role is also focused on ensuring that we have the right skills and operating models to support future growth and innovation. 
So I'm constantly working with my team to ensure we have the right people in the right roles. We also regularly evaluate team structures to ensure efficient delivery, including looking at implementation of mode two, uh, which is, you know, we're, we're actually looking at bimodal IT. How can we create the traditional a focus group on, on the traditional legacy systems so that we can keep automating, drive down cost, and, and shrink the footprint? And, of course, these legacy systems, we try and put them in containment so not too many changes happen to that. So what does that model look like? What does a bimodal, bimodal IT look like? So that's something that we want to at least get halfway done this year. And the last piece uh, of focus area is our ERP implementation uh, for both HR and finance. So Riders Workday deployment for HR and finance. So we're using Workday. So the, our Workday deployment for HR and finance. So modernizing our back office systems in order to support future growth. So this is the largest investment Rider has made. And it'll modernize, streamline, and, and consolidate over 15 legacy systems into Workday. The implement, impl implementation includes both HCM and financials, and it's in full swing. So we've been doing this for a year and a half now. And HCM Go Live is on 7-1. That's 12 days, 15 hours, 3 minutes. And, uh, and we're going live remotely to make it, you know, to, take, to, to top it off. Um, so that's, that's really, in a nutshell, the strategy. This, there's multiple components under there, you know, with the, what does digital transformation look like? You know, and when people talk about digital transformation, it's not really technology, right? It's a mindset shift. How do you go from applications to products? So all our applications have been um, designated products, and we have a business owner for that product. Uh, we also have teams aligned to the product. We've changed our linear thinking to design thinking. So it starts with the customer first. What do the customers need? How can we make their lives better? How can we streamline their processes? How can they? How, how can we increase their revenue? That's the focus. So that's creating a shift. So it's it's really a mindset shift, and it's actually a cultural shift within IT as well. And and that's been going on for about a year now, and it's 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 working out well. That's very interesting. I I, I think it's also interesting, Rajiv. You talked about the as a foundational reset. My words, not yours. And you'll let me know if I'm recapping anything incorrectly but the elimination of technical debts and the modernization of skill sets, processes, technologies, which I think was a thread that ran through several of your answers there, that it's the former that enables the latter, that you need to first, uh, and, and as is understandable for any organization born before the digital age, uh, certainly 187 years old, that there's going to be some technical debt that, that accumulates and the need to reduce that so that you are increasing your flexibility while the organization as well. Um, I think it's great. Right. Am, I, am I capturing kind of the essence of that uh, correctly? No, no, absolutely. And it's it's not easy because if you, th some of the things that we're modernizing has really no value to the business, but it, it increases risk. It's been, you know, some of the applications have been sitting there running for 15, 20 years and it runs well. It never breaks. So where is the the, the cost benefit? There really isn't. And it's been streamlined so much that it's there's very little touch that's needed to keep it up. So how do we, but from a risk perspective and the, the, the legacy aspect of it, you know, we can't find people to support it. So that increases risk. So now we do a risk-based analysis on all, all our critical applications. Say, hey, here's, a, here's what happens. Here's the possible risk of so something breaks. So that's how we're, we're sort of looking at modernizing our, our infrastructure. Makes sense. 
Well, good. I also wanted to ask you, I, I, I'm hearing more and more in my conversations with your peers as global chief information officers of major companies, this shift from an application to a product orientation, some might say a, a project to a product orientation, um, and this, you know, melding together of, of different skill sets that were not traditionally uh, coming together as they do on these teams that are aligned to the products. Can you talk a bit about how you define the products themselves? What, what, what are the What's the basis of determining what is product versus what it is? Yeah, so a, a product is um, well, how we define it. Again, there's so many ways to skin this cat. We, we look at basically the the divisions that um, that we have within an organization. So in, in writer, so we have fleet management, supply chain, and dedicated. And within each of those divisions. There's multiple groups. There's the, you know, there, there may be the rental application. So what does a rental application consist of? So it's not a, there, there, sometimes it's re, when we were going through this exercise, it was really hard to get a knife and cut it down the middle. Some of them were a little bit bigger. It included multiple applications. So I, well, how we define this is through function. So the, part of the goal was to get a business owner that understood that whole environment, whole environment meaning an application or a product. And understood it end to end, so that that person can grow it. So we, some of them, they were, it's very clear cut, and some of it, it's a little bit, it sort of bleeds into some of the other products. So there may be, you know, when when a product is being changed or upgraded, they would have to call, talk to the other product owner from the other side. So sometimes it's a combination of product owners. You know, building a, you know, having a huge legacy infrastructure, that's one of the the downfalls. So there, there's multiple ways that we're we're defining a product. Understood. Uh, as we're talking, Rajiv, we're in the throes, of course, of the uh, the health crisis, the pandemic related to COVID-19, the uh, subsequent economic crisis as well. Talk a bit about the role the technology has played in uh, the resilience of riders' system. Uh, how have you, you mentioned uh, that yours is a business um, that has been deemed critical, and so one that has largely remained open is how I'm at least translating that to myself. And uh, so talk a bit about the way in which uh, the role the technology has played in ensuring that the, the company remains resilient. Um, before I go on to the technology side, I, I, I want to I say that I could not be prouder of the entire rider team. When the COVID pandemic hit, we were able to just adapt without fault. The entire company has transitioned to a, a remote workforce, provided, provided necessary PPE and safety protocols to our workforce that's required on the location and implemented rider response service to provide cleaning supplies and other necessary support for, for employees, along with many, many other changes to ensure the safety and stability of uh, workforce and customers. Now, the silver lining of being in a state that's constantly bombarded by hurricanes is that we were ready for this pandemic. Being prepared with our business continuity and disaster recovery plan helped us immensely and immediately. Security, bandwidth, redundancy, and availability were all tested and in place. We switched to Microsoft Teams three months before the pandemic. Now, I, I, I'm not a soothsayer. I just didn't like the older product. We moved to, to Teams, and I had accelerated to a three-month roll, rollout. We had 103 training sessions. In hindsight, it looks like I knew that we were going to handle this pandemic, but it was pure luck. Um, so before the pandemic, this, this has been a godsend for communication. As a result... We have not had to change our strategy or even adjust timelines for deliveries. Our teams are working extremely effectively throughout this pandemic. And an example of 
innovation focusing on customers and employees through this pandemic is an application that we rolled out last year called Writer Guide. Writer, it's a mobile application. It's a desktop application. You can use it, you know, like I said, on, on multiple platforms. So Writer Guide creates a, a superior experience that allows you to manage all aspects of your fleet, anywhere, anytime, and on any device. It can do. It can find rider locations, compare rider, contracted fuel prices, log your fuel receipts, call roadside assistance, rent a vehicle, manage your fleet and access fleet details, schedule maintenance and other functions, and it does a lot more. But a new feature of touchless check-in was developed to ensure speed, accuracy, and safety of the check-in process for at least customers bringing in their trucks for either service or maintenance. But with COVID, it's even more important. Easy check-in. When you drive on the lot and you open your Rider Guide app, it picks up your location and truck info and easily checks you in. Or you can take a picture of the QR code that sits at the site at the Rider Maintenance Shop and scan your truck, and it populates the whole truck data and history. So you can quickly get in and out without having to hand anything off to anyone, which was critical. This is just one example. So a lot of the departments are looking at how they can improve this, you know, the experience for the customer and keep them safe. Now, a key piece is also all this ties in together, Peter, because remember we talked about modernizing the legacy system. If your applications aren't built in a modular fashion where you can quickly adapt and change things, we can't change some of these things. So we'll get a lot of input from the business through this pandemic, and we it's our job to make sure we can deliver some of these changes that help the customers and the business. That's great. Thank you for that overview. Um, these may we live in interesting times it said and these are certainly interesting to say the least and really kind of require yeah. require a lot of rethinking around how we do things um you know how we interact with our colleagues uh and so forth I, i'm curious also what what have you learned from from this situation about leadership in crisis uh you know you have a team presumably you don't spend nearly as much time if any, in person with them anymore, um, there's the need to keep them motivated while also motivated and productive while also making sure that they're also safe and healthy uh, and happy. Um, talk a little bit about some of the, 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 the tactics that you've employed from that perspective. Yeah, it starts from the top, right? So um, so the first thing, when, when, we, when we moved to a work from home um, process, one of the things that we're worried about is the productivity. And and so since then, and I, I won't go too much into that, but we've been measuring productivity across the board and it's through the roof. People are working really hard. In fact, there's no break, right? You know, before, you know, before the pandemic, even when you drive, even though people didn't like traffic and they ride, drive to work, it's, it's sort of a, you know, you're sort of easing into work. And when you go home, you're, you're sort of decompressing before you walk through that, front door. We don't have that. We sit in the office at home, you know, from 7.30 and it goes, there's no time limit. There's no, it just goes, right? So, so we're looking at how are the people feeling? So let me start from the top. Um, our leadership team, we meet every day on this. And the focus of the discussion is around how our people are doing. What can we do to help them? How do we need to take care of their needs? And, and that's what I'm saying. I, I have only been here two and a half years, but the leadership team has been amazing. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm still blown away by it. And so it starts from that top. So how do we really take care of the people? And then we also have to take care of our customers. So if you have happy people, obviously happy customers. Now, you know, one of the things also that I noticed, remember I said that, that everyone just jumped right in. 
I think the rider employees understand the role that they play supporting essential businesses and embrace that sense of duty each and every day. That's what I feel. So it's very easy to understand their purpose. So that's one of the things I've seen. Um, so now let's talk about how do we connect with people. So one of the, the things that you know we talked about is the human touch. How do you connect with your employees, keep their spirits up and motivate them? So we're in our fourth month of working from home through this pandemic. And they've been, you know, our people have been worrying about their loved ones, their jobs, the economy, civil unrest, nightly curfews, and in Florida, to top it off, hurricane season, right? So they're going through a lot. So I think that constant communication and empathy is critical. So Rider has an internet platform. It's a, it's a communication portal accessible to all employees on any device. And this has created a sense of community in a tough environment. All leadership, including the CEO, are constantly communicating with employees. Employees across the nation share their stories and videos. Customer segments thanking Rider for their business continuity. Tips and tricks from working from home, how to stay safe, the list goes on. Now, from an IT perspective, we have constant checkpoints and meetings. So bi-weekly staff meetings and bi-weekly one-on-ones enabling touchpoint for the resources with the manager to raise name concerns. Executive project overview to cover critical topics and decisions, daily stand-ups, sprint re- retrospectives, business continuity meetings, monthly scorecard meetings, IT leadership and extended team, virtual happy hours. You know, I think that's happening more and more. <laughs> so there's a lot that that we're doing to stay connected to our people. And it's not about work. What I've asked my leadership team, the first thing, and they, they do this, I didn't have to tell them this, is about the people. How are you doing? How's your family? What do you need? What help do you need? I think that sense, you know, that we're all in this together, I think that's what we're trying to drive into our people. That's, I appreciate that, uh, Rajiv. Talk a little bit about if I, and I realize in the grand scheme of things, we may still be in the very early stages of the, the current crisis. Um, so it's difficult to, uh, to speak with clarity as to what the future holds. But do you have a sense for any of the indelible marks given the changes that we've had? Um, an example might be uh, the, the mix of employees working from home. A lot of been a lot written about and pontificated about as to the perhaps significant shifts from that perspective. Wondering whether that or other topics come to mind as you think about uh, changes that we have made in recent months that may actually continue even after a point of some sort of new normal. So the the truth is I don't really know. So earlier on, I, I said that everything is working as as normal. We haven't had to make many changes except for, you know, ramping up on the security side because we've seen a huge growth in attacks, external attacks. So we've had to ramp up on the security, but we were ready even with that. Um, but other than that, it's business as usual. So Ryder is not rushing back to bring people into work. And because that's, you know, the safety of the people are a huge concern. So we are sort of watching and waiting. Now, on the IT side, you know, this is, these are the things that I, I've thought about. You know, everyone's working really well together. And now we had telecommuting, we had work from home policies, but this is a little different. We're all in together. We're all working outside of the office. So I think that creates a different paradigm. Now, in the future, if you know, half the people are here and half the people are not. Does that shift the paradigm again? So right now I feel like everyone's, you know, the, I told you that the productivity is 
going through the roof. And that may be because of that whole we are in it together mentality. So I don't I don't really know, but it's it's more of a let's see how the 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 ecosystem shifts and then we'll shift along with this. And so Ryder's already prepared for bringing people back, how we're going to do it. The office has been, um, you know, reconfigured for safety. Uh, we have plans on how we, the seating position. So we all, we have all that in the shoot. But we're not ready to execute on that until we, we feel like, like the people will be safe. Yeah, that makes sense. And I certainly understand uh, it's prudent not to rush to judgment uh, when, when one's still in the early stages and uh, the throes of, uh, of these really radical transitions, needless to say. Um, I, right. I also wanted to ask you, um, as you look to the future, you, you mentioned uh, that part of your role is one of, of innovation. And um, I, I, my word's not yours, but the way I was translating it is sort of uh, representing the art of the possible using technology and digital. And, and I wonder, as you look to the future, what are some trends that particularly excite you that you think are going to have a major impact uh, on business generally and, of course, on writer system more specifically? Well, well, it depends. So when you think of our supply chain and logistics side of the business, trends like supply chain digitization, real-time supply chain visibility, warehouse robotics, AI modeling are a few that come to mind. On the fleet management front, autonomous vehicles, AI augmented mobility, electric truck fleets are trends that excite us. Customer experience and driving innovation by leveraging the power of data, analytics, and cloud is something at the center of the organization. Cybersecurity is another one that doesn't excite me, but that is the key with increased digitization. I want to make sure that our customers and partners and employee data is secure. So the coming years will bring some exciting and innovative opportunities for supply chain, fleet management, and the transportation industry overall. So I'm excited to be you know, in a great industry, partnering with great leaders to drive that innovation. So I see a lot of these disruptors coming up. And we are thinking through some of those, right? Telematics, uh, and it's expected. Now, if you're a consumer, I, I'm sure that you uh, get deliveries from Amazon. And you know, you're always trying, you're hitting that refresh button to see where the truck is, right? Or where the shipment is. People expect that. So, so how do we, you know, that's just one example. So how do we meet the expectations? Excellent. Well, Rajiv, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us on Technovation. It's great to, to hear from you, to understand the ways in which you are leading, leading through crisis, uh, the resilience of the rider system uh, team and company, and we uh, certainly appreciate you, you sharing your perspectives. It's been a great conversation. It's been my pleasure, Peter. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in. Please join me on Thursday when my guest will be former Boeing Chief Information Officer Ted Colbert, who's now the President and Chief Executive Officer of Boeing Global Services.